Quickly and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. Every morning at 9 o'clock, we go spelunking in the cave that is our Twitter account at Bickley underscore Murata. For all the uh, gold that's in there, normally Sarah takes us through it. She's out today. Zach Larson's in to do that. So, Zach, get it started, man. All right. Well, we don't. We're going to start off with not a question from here, but just your initial reaction to hearing of Deshaun Watson, who has been suspended 11 games by the NFL and $5 million instead of the original six-game suspension. Uh, My first thought is I really, really hope this is the end of the story. Yeah, no, I think it is. I, I, I think what happened here is a lot of people thought, look, if Roger Goodell wants him to be suspended the entire year, why don't you just do it? Why are you farming this off to somebody else? Uh, clearly, it was to provide pressure for there to be a settlement of sorts to, evo- to avoid court cases in the future, to not have this hanging over the football season. So I think they had to uh, find the right combination of games and monetary fines. How much was the Fine again? Uh, five, five million. million. Five million plus. Uh, this is according to Charles Robinson. Plus mandatory m- mandatory mental health counseling, and the NFL and the Browns will donate an additional seven million dollars to sexual assault prevention programs. Okay. Yeah, I had read somewhere last night that they were trying to get that the remuneration number close to the amount of money Deshaun Watson received last year for doing nothing, which was ten million dollars. Yeah. So so I think. It, there was yeah, there was dignity. There was a lot of stuff that I think the NFL wanted to uh, to accomplish, and now you've got resolution to it. You pointed out the first game that Deshaun Watson's going to be eligible to play is against the Texans. <laughs> Which, by the way, did they did they uh, get named uh-huh. in any penalty, Jared? They got they don't have to donate any money to anybody. There's, no, just the Browns in the NFL and Deshaun Watson of all the stuff. Wow, I've seen. they were named as a, as a you know plaintiff at one point. Yeah, well, they clearly were aware of something. According to Darren Ravel, the $5.63 million total that Deshaun Watson will lose is 2.4% of the guaranteed money from the Browns, which is the equivalent of the average American worker being fined $1,248. Wow. I thought you were going to say this from Darren Ravel. who's going to talk about some new sandwich. food item at the Cleveland Browns games, a triple, yeah. a triple-decker burger or something like that. All right. All right. All right. Let's go to the questions now over on Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. Yesterday, the 2022-23 NBA schedule was released, and the Phoenix Suns, we kind of knew it for a little bit, but now it's official. They will open the season against the Dallas Mavericks. There's also now the NBA announced a Rivals Week taking place January 24th through the 28th, and the Suns play three games in that stretch, including a game against the Mavs, also playing against the Spurs. A little surprised not to see any Pacific Division teams in there with the Lakers and the Warriors. So we just asked our fans, who do you consider to be the, currently the Suns' biggest rival? Is it the Lakers, the Warriors, the Mavericks, the Spurs, Nuggets, or Clippers combined for that final one? <laughs> um, for me, right, like currently is the key word for me. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the Mavericks, doesn't it? It is the Mavericks. I, I think we all wanted to be the Warriors. I think that was what we were shooting for at the end of last season, the start of a of a great short-term rivalry with them. Uh, it's got to be Dallas. The, the heat that came out of that series, especially the last three games, was crazy. 
And and it's going to continue. It's going to spill over into this season. Again, it, it's just take a look at Mavericks fans on Twitter. Anytime Devin Booker's name gets mentioned for anything, that same picture gets posted with the same trolls from Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's true. That picture of them both hunched over. Hunched over, and he's looking at them like, That yeah. smile on yeah. his face, uh-huh. like, I got you. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, our audience here is actually going with the Lakers, leading the way at 35.5%. The Warriors in second with 31.5%. The Mavericks at 28.4%. And then the Spurs, Nuggets, and Clippers in last with 4.6%. Well, then about 66% of the people are wrong. It's that simple. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yesterday, we also heard from Hollywood Brown as he was really confident in the connection between him and Kyler going back to their days at Oklahoma in college. They believe they believe they are regular season ready. Surely a dynamic duo, the cards and the league, is intri- intrigued to see at the professional level. Duos is the theme of our next question. Which two players had the best chemistry in sports history? Stockton to Malone. Stockton to Malone for the hammer note. Uh, I can't vote for them. <laughs> you know what? They don't have any chemistry now, but Pippen and Jordan were pretty good for about six championships on the floor. Mm-hmm. Pretty flawless chemistry between those yeah, two. Yeah, their chemistry went went by the way of the Phoenix Suns. And their chemistry <laughs> is what happened to that. But they got six rings um, How about uh, um, How about Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky? That one's listed a couple times here in our comments. Wayne Gretzky and Yari Curry. Brad <laughs> <laughs> Fuhrer. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a lot of good answers. I was trying to think locally. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner, and War, Warner and Fitzgerald is a good one. Um, We've got Nash and Ran- Randy Johnson Nash and-, and Robbie Hammock. <laughs> For one game in May of 2004. Nash and Amari is a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, Montana and Rice, Young and Rice. KJ and Chambers, they get any run? Chicken and Rice. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, what's better better than chicken and rice? You know when you said that? That was the first thing I thought about. I was like, what an easy, delicious combo. Oh, it's it's one of the best. Yeah. Pollo con arroz. Arroz? Arroz? I don't know. Arroz. 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 Con pollo. All right. <laughs> How do you say shut up, Jarrett, in Espanol? That's a good... Hi, Ate, awesome, Jarrett. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up with our final qu- uh, question. And keeping with the theme of twos, earlier in the show we mentioned the connection of Aaron Rodgers and Jake Plummer, both NFL quarterbacks and fans of the world of psychedelics. One uses them, the other one farms them. So as we mentioned earlier, we want to know who is your favorite duo out of these four duos. Is it Aaron Rodgers and Jake Plummer, Beavis and Butthead, Cheech and Chong, or Harold and Kumar? That's a great question. Uh, first of all, I would say that, how did you describe the, the hallucinogenics? One guy uses them, one guy farms them? Yeah. I think he, both guys well, use them, yeah. personally. But, and he farms <laughs> all I know kinds saying, of dude. mushrooms, not yeah, just the hallucinogenic right. No, you're right, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I have to vote for Beavis and Butthead. I have to <laughs> vote with my heart on this one. Oh, yeah. That's my choice, too. Yeah, they're the first We're, things that are actually making me itch to get Paramount Plus. They have a new movie and I a know. new TV show. And that's right. And yeah. we're the only radio show on planet Earth that still does Beavis and Butthead yeah. voices. Yes, we are. 30 years uh, later. 
Shut up, uh, How'd the voting go? Shut up, Barrett. <laughs> well, Cheech and Chong actually leading the way with wow. 39.5%. Beavis and Butthead, though, close there in second, just down by 4%. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jake Plummer beating Harold and Kamar by 0.8%. That's funny. Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one more time? Callate, Garrett. Callate, Garrett. That's excellent. That's excellent. That's going in the montage. That's excellent. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Zach. Social studies every day at 9 o'clock. How do you get involved? At Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. We just tackle the, the most burning questions and That's biggest do, issues man. of the day. That's what we do. Every single day. That's what we do. Coming up next, <laughs> we're making another push for give for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers in Akchin Indian community. It's next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The give for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers in the Akchin Indian community. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station in the Arizona Sports app. Give us on on the Bickley and Murata Show. I'm starting with the phone number, 602-933-4567. That is the number you call to reach one of the reps, one of our volunteers at the Desert Financial Phone Bank. That is how you become a champion of hope. Uh, $20 per month is what we're asking. Uh, if you can give more, that's fantastic. But uh, when you do that, you become a champion of hope. A teddy bear will be delivered to a patient at Phoenix Children's in your name. You'll receive your choice of a kid's pass at Wildlife World Zoo or a cobblestone car wash. And the feeling you get for helping us out, helping out the kids and family at Phoenix Children's uh, is second to none. And uh, we continue our efforts during Giveathon Week for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and Akchin Indian community. If you're just joining us, we've got over a million dollars on the tote board. Uh, we want that to uh, increase greatly by the time we wrap this up at uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow night uh, when we wrap up this year's edition yeah. of Giveathon. We have received a lot of very, very generous gifts. Again, if, if, if you can just become a champion of hope and give 20 bucks a month, that is just phenomenal by us. And I'll tell you from experience, you won't even miss it. You won't even notice it. It'll just come out of your, your it'll be posted your credit card or come out of your bank, however you want it every month. And again, 20 bucks, as I like to say, that's probably three days worth of takeout coffee in my family for my daughter. So so I think when you take a look at the good you can do with this, it's amazing. As Vinny pointed out, that uh, you, you become a champion of hope. A teddy bear in your name will be delivered to somebody at Phoenix Children's. And those teddy bears, they go a long way. I'll tell you, Vinny and I have got a lot of experience with that. We have, uh, we, we've seen the reactions, and, and, and you wouldn't believe what kind of psychological boost it can give because it's not just a teddy bear. It's proof to any child in Phoenix Children's that somebody out there is thinking about me. Somebody out there cares about me. And it's a real uplifting thing. We've seen it. We've experienced it. We have. Uh, and one year, I remember when we were doing Giveathon on site at uh, Phoenix Children's, I went on the train Teddy Bear Express to the emergency department. And we mentioned earlier this morning, already like 47 kids in the emergency room uh, at Phoenix Children's. But you don't really think of it. And those are kids that maybe got hurt at school 
Uh, you know, you know they're 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 playing on the playground one minute, the next minute they're sitting in the waiting room waiting to be seen in the ER at Phoenix Children's. They're scared, they're bummed out, they don't know what's happening, um, and you see the faces light up when you yeah. hand them the teddy bear. Um, it, it it does go a long way. So, like I said before, don't don't discount the power of the teddy bear. Without this whole process, and you can become a champion of hope and have one delivered to a patient at Phoenix Children's in your name. Six zero two nine three three four five six seven that's 602-933-4567 to reach one of our uh, volunteers at the Desert Financial Phone Bank. For those who have not heard me say this yet, I've said this a couple of different times. I'm going to say it again because there are three little vignettes from the last time Vinny and I delivered teddy bears that really had an impact on me. And I think it really kind of sums up uh, the experience of it all. Uh, we, I've told you about Chloe, a little girl who had scoliosis. She was in a halo contraption. She was so agitated and so frustrated she had this toy axe and she was swinging it around and I and I thought wow the 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 the, the spirit inside her just yearning to be free and then her mom and and how the weight of the world just seemed to be on her shoulders then we went and visited Cody and Cody was suffering from brittle bone disease still is he's a huge basketball fan there was a sign over his hospital bed reminding uh, hospital personnel to that blood pressure can only be taken in his upper left extremity and that sign just stopped me in my tracks. And then finally there was another little girl who was doing puzzles and Vinny and I walked in and her family were all smiles. She was all smiles. And not just because she was getting the teddy bear, but because she was leaving. And she was healed. And her family was beyond grateful for Phoenix Children's to the point where her parents were asking our our tour guide, if you will, how do I donate? How do I give back? They were, their level of appreciation and gratitude for Phoenix Children's was off the charts. And you, they, were, you were with they them. They were so. adamant about it, yeah. too, and not in a bad way. They just wanted to make sure they got that donation uh, to the kids and families at Phoenix Children's, like you can do now by calling 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. Become a champion of hope, $20 per month, or you can text the word GIVE to 620-620. It's time for another story of hope presented by Madame Holmes in September 2019. Jason, a student at Brophy College Prep, collapsed during basketball practice and was unresponsive. His mom, Dee, dad, Chris, and Jason talk about that fateful day and what was to come in his Phoenix children's journey. This is Jason's story. Getting a call from the school when you see that pop up on your phone, uh, middle of the day or the afternoon, it always takes a pause. So my husband, he simultaneously was getting a phone call from the police officer that had hopped in the ambulance with Jason. But as we started driving down and discussing what was going on, we started to, I think, get a little bit more panicked. My husband went to park the car and I, I ran in. At that point, that instinct kicked in that something wasn't right. And that's when we found Jason, you know, getting treatment by multiple people. There were first responders standing over him, the emergency room staff. Due to the amount of people in the room, it was it instantly caught you as, wow, this is this is serious. It, it, it was it was frightening. But Chris and I knew to stay calm because we knew that he was in the right place and the experts were taking care of him. Jason had collapsed at practice, that they had gotten to the scene, that an AED had been administered. For that to be administered, we now know the heart must be stopped. Uh, I do remember just waking up in the hospital bed and I was confused. Uh, My mom mentioned to me that I actually thought I was in the hospital because of COVID. 
I didn't know what had happened to me. It's like my brain just completely forgot about everything that day. But the overall experience from the emergency room to the ICU, it, it, it was absolutely incredible and exactly what you would want. And when we did get introduced to the Dr. Franklin, Dr. Velez duo, um, the A-team, we had no idea, again, being in it, that we had, you know, the MVPs of, of you know, the surgical and um, clinical team. You know, everything from them drawing us pictures, you know, asking, answering our questions as things were unfolding. They were so patient. Um, but that's the type of doctors and surgeons that we dealt with who, no matter how long their day was, was making sure we as patients were seen and heard. Um, and that was important. You know, we were scared once we started to get more information um, because of the unknowns of Jason's recovery. As the days turn into multiple days and move on, you know, Jason went in and he had a surgery approximately a week, a week later. So spending time at BCH around the clock and, and, and they do a really good job. They become your family because you, you don't leave and you're there nonstop. I can't be, have enough gratitude and be thankful enough to the folks that gave us care. The ICU director stayed. I checked in with her at night, you know, just walking to get a cup of coffee and said hello to her and said thank you for a stat. She knew that Jason was did well and he was checking out of the ICU after his open heart surgery. She smiled. She said, I'm so happy for you because not everyone gets the outcomes. Because we are, we're very fortunate. Jason has a very, very great, and we were very fortunate for his outcome. And, and and she was another person that just her, it was so grateful for the staff and the standards that they maintained for themselves in that hospital. It, it was remarkable. Wow, what an incredible institution you'll find yourself in when you, if, if you receive care or ever need to attend PCH for any reason. Yeah, imagine getting that phone call in the middle of the day. You're at work and you see the caller ID is from your, your kid's school. And you're like, uh-oh, what happened? Uh, that's Jason's yeah. story. Thanks to his family for sharing that story. But again, another example, the level of care patients receive at Phoenix Children's uh, and that family feel that the whole facility has. It's it's really remarkable. I know you talk about that a lot, Vic. When you walk through the doors, it just it just feels different. And that's oh, it, who we're it, helping it's out. It's different. It does. And it, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. And you see that and you just realize, you, you realize right away the heart of Phoenix Children's, yes. right? When you see the visuals. You know they've you know they've got it figured out. This music means we're in a match right now. Your uh, chance to double up your donations thanks to Massage Envy. They're matching your donations right now. So when you become a champion of hope, you give twenty dollars. It becomes $40 a month. If you call up 602-933-4567 and donate $500, that becomes $1,000 thanks to the people at Massage Envy. Uh, become that champion of hope that we're asking you to be. Uh, $20 per month. A teddy bear will be delivered to a patient in your name. You also get a you know, your choice of a kid's pass at a Wildlife World Zoo or a cobblestone car wash just by calling 602 933 Five six seven. That's six zero two nine three three four five six seven. As we continue Giveathon, as this is our final Giveathon segment for today, Bick. Let's uh, check the updated tote board. We started at over a million. 
Let's see where it goes. $1,135,490. All right. So roughly $133,000 during this four hours. I'm expecting a big push today and a big, big finish tomorrow. Nice. From our Bickley and Murata listeners. As we continue, Giveathon for Phoenix Children's presented by... Your Valley Hyundai dealers in Achin Indian community. And there goes the train teddy bear express delivering those teddy bears to the patients at Phoenix Children. 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. So we continue give thought here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Today's Sanderson Ford poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Which Cardinals tight end will have the better statistical season in 2022? We're leaving Zach Ertz out of it. What? Either Trey McBride or Max Williams. I think the uh, assumption is Zach Ertz will have the best numbers. But of those other two, who will have the better numbers? I'm going with McBride. Okay. Yeah, me too. Trey McBride, the rookie, who will play this week, by the way. Uh, Pretty close vote. 53% for McBride, 47% for Max Williams, who was having a good statistical season when he blew out his knee last year. Uh, That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You could vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Sickly and Murata. Mock my world. You mocking me? Are you mocking me? Stop it, you just didn't do it again. Are you mocking me? Oh, yes, we are mocking you. It's time for Mock My World, our Thursday staple here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. It is the uh, four-round snake-style draft on some random topic today. Actually, we got to revisit what we did uh, last week. Uh, let me pull this up here. Sarah Cazell with a dominating victory. People were sick of hearing and talking about her team of Kim Kardashian, LeBron James, Jake Paul, and Machine Gun Kelly. By the way, did you see one of the Paul brothers taking uh, batting practice oh, at the Marlins oh, game? What a oh, joke. Taking swing and swing swing swing. practice. I <laughs> yeah, was right. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of batting going on. No, You're exactly right, Jarrett. Uh, 53% for Sarah, who's not here to defend her title this week. So we bring Zach Larson into the mix. Random.org uh, has uh, created the draft order, which we'll get to in a second. But the topic today... Best football nicknames of all time. Ah, you can go college, you can go pro for players. Yeah. Yes, not for teams. Right. Uh, for players. The draft order has determined uh, randomly. Bick, you've got the first pick. I will go second. Zach will go third. Jarrett will go fourth. Four-round snake-style draft. All right. With the first pick, I have to be true to my heart and my roots. They call me sweetness because I like to dance. Walter Payton. And running the ball is like what? <laughs> yeah, making romance. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to pick that one, but it also probably is like the coolest nickname. Sweetness? It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. There. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, all right, I got the next pick. And a player that I was not necessarily a fan of, but it's hard to deny the nickname being great. Prime time. Yeah, what is Prime that's, that's number two, baby. That's number two. The only the only caveat with that is he also had another nickname, Neon Dion, right? Which is also a good nickname. All right. Uh, Prime time's really good. I made my choice on No, Prime that's good. Time. Zach. All right. I'm going to go with one of the most clutch quarterbacks of all time, Joe Cool Montana. Joe Cool. 
Kind of Snoopy alter ego. Remember Snoopy Joe Cool? The Red Baron. I know that was one, yeah. All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna go over to Dan Bickley's Neck of the Woods and pick William the Refrigerator Perry, who we know was a big bruiser, not that much of a hot dog eater. No, how no, about that? Not much of, at all. And then I'm going to go The Refrigerator with, lives in Fountain Hills, Bick? Yeah. <laughs> That's your neck of the woods now. Well, no. That 85 Bears team. And then, ah. and then I'm going to go with... A, a more a, kind of one of the more recent ones, Megatron. Oh, that is a good for one. Calvin Johnson, the Transformer. Zach, more than meets the eye. I always say. You do always say that. I hey, wonder you, why you always say that. Enough already with saying that. All right, I'm going to go with Darrell Revis with Revis Island. That is a great nickname for a cornerback, yeah, especially with the way he shut people down for a portion of his career. Uh, back to me, huh? I'm going to go with... Where did it go? I'm going to go with a uh, Pittsburgh Steelers running back, hmm. Jerome Bettis. The bus. The bus. When he was wearing that uniform. He's and bussing, man. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is not mid yeah. or sus. No, he's bussing. The bus. Yeah. He's not Jerome the sus, Bettis. Very no. good. But I, I was so going through this, it's amazing how many nicknames they were in like the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. And not very many today in the last decade or so. Interesting. Well, because nicknames are not creative anymore. Yeah, it's just it's initials just first, yeah. or adding a Y to their name. Yep. Or putting your initial with your number. Yep. All right. You got two, Dan. All right. Uh, my first one will be the Honey Badger. Oh, that's such a good one. For Tyron Matthew. He don't care. Uh, no, he really doesn't care. And then I've got to pick this one. The Hoodie for Bill Belichick. <laughs> All right. With my next pick, my third round pick, I'm going for one that I personally think is the best one ever. But... It's not as well known. Mm. The Nigerian Nightmare. Oh, Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye. That's that is good. a cool one. He was a nightmare. Oh, can you imagine trying to tackle that <laughs> no, guy in that I, two to three year window? I cannot, no. Uh, back to you, Zach. All right. I'm going to go with, I I, th- I think this counts, Mean Joe Green. Oh, definitely. Oh, yes. yeah. That wasn't mean. his given name. His <laughs> first name was not Mean. Yeah. His mama didn't. Uh, birth him and then go, and, and, <laughs> hello, baby mean. And he grew to hate that, didn't he? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm going to look into that. Mean Joe Green. All right, I got two to finish off my team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a couple of old school ones that are both great. Ed Too Tall Jones. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember his first name, but his last, uh, the nickname is Crazy Legs Hirsch. Elroy Crazy Elroy, Legs Hirsch. That's it. Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch. Big fan of his, are you? I can tell you. Big fan. I just knew the nickname, but I don't remember. Hirsch. Yeah. That guy. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, your final pick. All right. I'll I'll stick with the theme of Jake Plummer today. Jake the Snake. Now Jake the Mushroom Farmer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The only thing with Jake the Snake is... Ken Stabler also. Right. Ken Stabler, at the same position, had that nickname already. 
And the most famous Jake the Snake, of course, is Jake the Snake Roberts of the WWF. Shut up, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last pick, I'm going with another running back. Callate, uh, Jared. <laughs> I'm going with Diesel, John Riggins. Okay. There's going to be so many great ones. Yeah, there's a list. There's, I, I know. I list a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah. You get the final pick of the draft pick. All right, my final pick. Uh, I got to go, even though this guy was a complete bust. I loved his nickname, Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Mr. Ironhead Hay- Hayward. Yes. The Assassin. The Mad Stork. Oh, That's a great Ted one. Hendrix. Ted Hendrix. Beast Mode. Nobody took Legatron. Yeah, oh, Beast Legatron Mode. Legatron was a great one. Night Train Lane. Aaron gooned up on Ayahuasca <laughs> Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Lester the Molester Hayes. Probably can't Ooh, use boy. that one in this day and age. <laughs> what was right? that one? I never heard that one. Well, he was a defensive back. Oh, I see. So and he was very over. good. Uh, another one that I He was I very grabby. That people don't remember. Yeah. Jack Thompson. Do you remember his nickname? I don't. The Throwing Samoan. Oh, that's, that's a great such one. A, how about Broadway Joe yeah, Namath? That's, oh, one of, that's one of the I most famous ones you. that we did. <laughs> yeah. I, I could care less if the team game. is struggling. Struggling. All right. The football <laughs> nickname draft is complete. Hey, I got a prediction. Sarah Cazell is going to win in a blowout. Yep. What? I guarantee. Even though she's not competing. Bick's got sweetness. The honey badger. A lot of sweetness there. Yeah. Uh, the hoodie and Johnny football. I went with Primetime, The Bus, The Nigerian Nightmare, and Diesel. Zach went with Joe Cool, Revis Island, Mean Joe Green, and Jake the Snake. couple Joes on his team. And Jared's got The Fridge, Megatron, Two Tall Jones, and Elroy, Crazy Legs, Hirsch. We'll get this up on Twitter. As always, you determine the winner with your votes. It's Mock My World. We do it on Thursdays. Coming up, some final thoughts on this Thursday. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings live from the Ak Chin Community Studios. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Weekly and Murata. Song of the Day. Come on, Vinny, sing it. I love this Greta Van Fleet song. <laughs> well done. All right, we're playing Immigrant Song today for a couple of reasons. Number one, Robert Plant, in an interview with the L.A. Times, was once again asked about returning with Led Zeppelin. He said, no, nah, that just wouldn't satisfy me. And I'm thinking of all the people who would just want to go on that nostalgia trip with him and that band. And I, I, as much as I would love to see them do that old man tour, I respect him so much for that viewpoint. He's never changed. He also said he performed this song in Iceland in 2019, three years ago, and he can still hit that falsetto part. Really? At age, whatever he is now. Uh, and he also admitted in an interview that he was once offered a role in Game of Thrones. And his inter- the interviewer went, really? And he said, of course, I invented that bleep. <laughs> and if you go back and read a lot of Zeppelin's lyrics, he indeed had a Game of Thrones esque to it. So Yeah, because he stole everything from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, that too. When you were talking about, <laughs> aren't they all? Well, yeah. It's a mor- lot of references yeah, Mortar and, and Gollum. And yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. The, uh, I had a harrowing thought when you were talking about bands turning down money for like reunions. Remember ABBA turned down like a billion? 
million dollars? I do remember that. What if they started the Live Concert Series? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You know who the first uh, person to sign up for that would be? This nope. is Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> from oh, yeah. Kiss. Oh, I was going to say, Carlin, Phil Mick- you're right. That's the, Phil that- Mickelson's not in a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. There you go. Led Zeppelin today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, you remember uh, yesterday's Vinnie Joe trivia question to start off off the grid was about the running backs, the only uh, five running backs or four running backs who had 1,000 yards in each of the last two seasons, kind of piggybacking off of that. Mm. There are five players who have had 1,000-yard receiving seasons each of the last three years. Can you name them? Four wide receivers and a tight end. DeAndre Hopkins. No. No, that's right. He wouldn't have been there. Um, oh, I don't know. I, my brain is mush. <laughs> uh, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is one. Mike Evans. Mike Evans, who's had 1,000 yards every season of his career, by the way. Yeah. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's three. The other two are tough. One of them, they both one receivers? of them in the Cardinals division. Yes, both receivers. Um. Oh, uh, tr- uh, from the Seahawks. Yes, Tyler Lockett. Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. That was the name I was trying to think. Yeah, of. and the other one you guys probably won't get. Carolina Panthers. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Hmm. Yeah. Good job, Zach. Yeah, there you go. Zach's in tune. He's, he's boning up for his fantasy drafts, yeah, I can I, tell. I'm so, so ready. <laughs> uh, there was this story last night. The uh, Dodgers playing the Milwaukee Brewers. And there was a, Brew, uh, a Dodgers reporter on their television broadcast, Davis, David Vassay, who was very excited about going uh, down the slide at I don't even American Family Field now. Is that what it, it is I don't now? Think it's Miller Park okay. anymore. But uh, here's act, this is from the actual broadcast. Vassay has been talking for three days about going down the slide here in Milwaukee. I've never heard somebody so excited about doing anything, and David did do it today. Okay, this dork is doing the, the he's this guy's doing the TV stint, the uh, participatory journalism thing, and so he's screaming on the way down, even though it's not that scary. Well, he knew what was coming. Two fractures in his wrist and six fractured ribs. With the, six with the fractured way, ribs. The way he landed after he well, did it, he landed like such a dork. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> what a it was a dork. dork. He insisted on doing on-field interviews. Of course he did. That. So just, in a cast? So, hey, no, look at me. No, before he even went and got it checked out, Justin Turner's like, you should really go get that checked out. <laughs> Yankees win. Uh, yank out. I hit my arm. Oh, oh my. Yankees win. By the way, did you see this story? The Lakers are retiring Pau Gasol's jersey in March. 
I did see that. Is he worthy of having his Lakers yeah, jersey the retired? Answer, the answer to that would be no. Two championships. The answer yeah. to that would be no. He was a, a great dude, great teammate, but come on. He averaged like 17 points a game for seven years for the Lakers. Yeah. This jersey retirement stuff. Hall man. of Fames, rings of honor, not what they used to be. Nope. We'll get to it tomorrow, but this Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Haslam uh, press conference doesn't seem to be going that well. Really? That's not Deshaun Watson, Jared. No, I knew he, was, he was before that. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah. I know that's <laughs> not Deshaun. <laughs> Thanks to Dave Pash for joining us. Thanks to you. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.